Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in to an all-new edition of Hashtag Not Committed on this December 18th of Monday, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Berry at Zach underscore Berry. We both work for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com. And if you're on three, you can sign up today. It's a good time, too. You can get, the pri- get a sub for the low, low price of a dollar, one dollar, or half off an annual. And there's never been a better time to hang out all day at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and food of on three. And talk about Ole Miss stuff all day. Because Ole Miss recruiting, folks, we've been trying to help you out. We've been trying to walk you down the road. Been trying to tell you the big things that were coming. And all we got around every corner, especially from our own message board, hey, why hasn't happened yet? Why is it? And Juice Wells is now an Ole Miss Rebel. A flip has happened in the high school ranks from a visitor that Ole Miss hosted this weekend. And now two flips. This, two flips, sorry. And now on this Monday, even I lose track. And now on this Monday, will it be Walter Nolan Day? That's what we're waiting on. Hey, Zach. Morning. Yeah, I do. We kind of spoke it into existence, right? Can we? We'll talk to Lane see if we can claim credit. He gets the Portal King. Maybe we can get like Portal Stradamus. Uh, we talked okay. about the new golden era of college football for Ole Miss with you know the two ten win regular seasons. And, you know, with the playoff expansion, Ole Miss is going to be in the thick of everything. No better time to be an Ole Miss Rebel. And then this weekend just happens. I, they flip Anthony Maddox from AM. They flip Kavian Broussard from Miami. They get Tyler Barron, Tamari McDonald, Princely Umami Allen, uh, Key Lawrence. I, I mean, they get Juice Wells on Sunday. I think it was a little bit of a shock to uh, the Grove Collective that he kind of popped at that time. Um, not that they weren't confident, but I think, you know, there's, there's strategery. There's uh there's some logistical stuff, things uh, with, with some of these commitments. I think, uh, you know, maybe if you told me that uh, the uh, Ole Miss staff maybe likes to control the news cycle, <laughs> uh, there could be some truth to that. Uh, maybe not, but they certainly controlled the news cycle over the weekend, Ben. They did. Juice Wells, like I said, the South Carolina wide receiver transfer, Visited Ole Miss a couple of weeks ago. Saw him on campus, and he no commented his visit, but everything we'd heard before, during, and after, even with him no commenting, was that Ole Miss was the overwhelming favorite. And then there was some doubt last week, and that had to do with um, some injury concerns or questions because he did miss most all of last year with an injury that, you wow. know, we – okay, okay, all right. Uh, I'm giving him benefit of the doubt, man. He'd he'd probably tell you. I mean, I've talked to South Carolina people, and they the injury happened in the first half against Georgia. Uh, I believe he was ready to go a couple weeks after, elected not to, and uh, part of it. You know, that's part of it now. That's that. Look, if he's going to get in the portal, it's his. It's his decision. That's his prerogative. It's fine. Either way, 
there were some questions about injury stuff yeah. that maybe delayed his his announcement for Ole Miss. He still didn't go visit. There were some rumblings that we were hearing that he was going to go visit now Texas and Oregon. But the writing was on the wall. What we've been telling you was true. Um, once he canceled that Texas visit initially and came into Ole Miss instead, and now he's officially an Ole Miss Rebel. But he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one because offensive lineman front that was pre- previously committed to Miami that Zach had been telling you about, he flipped as well, as did A.J. Maddox, who was in town two weeks ago, um, formerly committed to Texas A&M, the Oak Grove three-star quarterback who has now completed the flip and is now an Ole Miss Rebel. So we're going to go through each and every one of these, each and every position again, because it's only right. We have to reset the board every Monday. It's Monday reset. Mm-hmm. And today, or last night, I should say, I'm on my phone, laying in bed, trying to go to sleep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a gander at the hot list and just see how much has changed since Friday, or maybe it wasn't Friday. Maybe it was Thursday or Wednesday since we really updated it. And, bud, it took me a long time last night to make some edits because a lot has fallen off the board. A lot has gone from mm-hmm. offered, visited, to committed. A lot has gone from where they offered and visited to now offered and visited. A lot of changes. So we're going to go through all that. But before we do, tell me about both the high school players that Ole Miss has now flipped and got committed because – one thing that I I feel like I've had to explain to Ole Miss fans all weekend, because I'm sure you get it too. Every everywhere you go with your Ole Miss friends, this is all they want to talk about. I talk about it, and understandably so. It's an exciting time. It really is because Ole Miss is pushing all in for 2024. Ole Miss truly believes. And and the one thing I want national people to stop doing is saying Ole Miss is going for a playoff berth. They're not going for a playoff berth. They're going for a playoff championship. They're going for a national title. They believe yeah. they're a tournament team. They believe they're a playoff team. Right? This they firmly, safely in there, oh, barring, of course, the mm. catastrophic. Something terrible happens. But you can't ever factor that in. On paper, this team is a preseason top six, top five team. They are. Cool. Now, will they get that kind of distinction? Who knows? It's Ole Miss, and God knows if this were Auburn, oh, they'd be leading friggin' Sports Center with this, with the portal hall for Auburn or. Alabama, certainly Georgia, Clemson, but Ole Miss is the one that's dominating this space, a progressive approach from Ole Miss that they took Uh, while others were bemoaning the fact that this is what the future was, that this is where college football was going in coat during COVID Lane Kiffin was going to Canada and getting Dean Leonard. Who's now still starting for the chargers and Davies Robinson. Who's playing a lot for the Ravens next year. He really started to dabble in the portal. Oh, I forgot about Kenny Yeboa, the one year transfer from temple. Uh, the second most important option for Ole Miss in that first year in COVID with Elijah Moore. So everyone else was still trying to feel it out and see what everybody else was doing. And Ole Miss went, all right, we're going to take our own approach to this. So they they deserve a lot of credit. And if you've been paying attention, which most of national media hadn't, local people have, local fans who watch this show, listen to this show, check out the Ole Miss spirit, they they understand why it is so hot today. They were not caught flat-footed while some national media types like, what is going on at Ole Miss? I love it, to put it succinctly, I love it when a plan comes together. This is a plan that Lane Kiffin put in place come year one once the portal stuff hit. And, yes, there is there has been a de-emphasization, if that's even a word. There has been a de-emphasizing of high school recruiting. They are much more selective. I think I counted 17, and that's and I'm bad at math, so I'm probably wrong, 17 high school commits. And quite frankly, after Maddox, it might be less than that. And after Maddox, 
I think that's right. Okay. Well, after the two that they committed this weekend, I think they might be done for the most part high school-wise because Keewan Lacey went to Missouri. So tell me about these two players, but also Ole Miss fan, no, this isn't – because I've seen it in, in mentions on Twitter. I've seen it on the message board. Well, Ole Miss is doing what Dion did last year. That could not be more misguided. That could not be more incorrect. That is not what Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are doing. Ole Miss are doing what Dion and them thought they were doing. They were replicating the model of Lane Kiffin, and it didn't work because this has been years of work and years of planning. They build through the portal, and people keep talking about, well, what, when's Lane Kiffin leaving? And blah, blah. This is year five. Ole Miss has never been in a better place. At some point, acknowledge the fit. It's a good one. It makes sense. And none of this is Ole Miss like back when y'all tried to hang them for 2013 with Laramie and Rob and Laquan. No more. You know, this is just Ole Miss. The plan came together, and it's working. So tell me about the high school. Sorry for that long soapbox this morning to get started, but now tell me about the high school players. Even though they have been de-emphasized, they address two of the biggest needs for Ole Miss in their very select high school class. Yeah, I, I think first let's talk. AJ Maddox talked with him after he received the offer from Ole Miss after winning the 7A state championship at Bod Hemingway. Charlie Weiss Jr., Lane Kiffin, most of the staff were there to see him. Uh, and I think that we've talked about this a lot, Ben. The staff is very big on in-person evaluations and senior evaluations when they like a certain prospect, but maybe they're, hey, we, we want to see, you know, hey, we've seen the junior tape. We like it. We've seen them in a camp setting. We think there's something there. Let's see how they do as a senior. Let's see if they take the next step. Let's see if they get, you know, a little bigger in the weight room. Let's see, you know, some some progression in your skill set. Um, and A.J. Maddox did that. He was outstanding as a senior led Oak Grove to the state championship and uh, Ole Miss offered quickly after he won the state championship. Uh, Charlie Weiss led the charge there. Lane Kiffin, he loves the offense. He thinks that it's a, it's a really good fit for him. His parents are big fans of the staff. We know about the connections with his father, Anthony Maddox, played at Delta State with Pete Golding. So Pete was a big part of it as well. But the offensive, you know, the potential for him – in this offense was, I think, what got his attention. Um, you know, he told Chad Simmons, you know, hey, I get to play for, for Charlie Weiss and Lane Kiffin. Like, that's what put Ole Miss up top. Um, you know, he, he he said he he idolized Kiffin. Um, like he said, those were that, that was one of the guys he idolized growing up because of the offensive mind. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the staff has told him that they, they've seen some, some little bit of Jaden Daniels in his game. And you watch the tape and, you know, I'm not a, a scout or someone that, you know, is going to evaluate somebody at that high of a level, you know, Hey, the guy that won the Heisman trophy. Yeah. We think you can be that guy. Um, I, I think that was probably something that really perked his ears up. And, and, and look, I, you watch the tape. He does have a little bit of Jane Daniels in him. He's very elusive. He creates when plays break down and keeps his eyes downfield can make all the throws. Uh, I think that, um, He's someone that's going to benefit from a deep quarterback room at Ole Miss. He will be able to arrive. There won't be a ton of pressure to step in and be a backup right away or to compete. He will have some time to get acclimated, learn the system, because that's the biggest thing, right? Uh, knowing the offense, you saw Jackson Dart in year one to year two. Um, 
the difference, being more comfortable, more decisive, more confident in his decisions. I think that that's, that's huge. I, I think that was a huge part of why we didn't really see a lot of Spencer Sanders. You know, it was only emergency time. You know, there were some packages, but it was pretty basic. I think there were some concerns there with his grasp of the offense. Um, and, and look, I haven't seen the playbook, but I mean, I, I imagine it's pretty extensive and it's probably a, uh, a pretty, pretty thick read and uh, something that is going to take some time to learn. So I think it's great. We've talked about being on schedule with quarterbacks. They've got Walker Howard ready to take over at any moment. And Austin Simmons is right behind him. And it's kind of in a similar space where Austin Simmons knows I'm still a young guy. Like he reclassified. He knows that he's got some time. Same with Maddox. I think he understands the system. And sure, you want to go in and play as a true freshman, but as a quarterback, that's extremely difficult. Um, as we joke all the time, Ben, Trevor Lawrence has ruined it for everybody where, you know, hey, I can do what Trevor Lawrence did. Well, you know, Trevor Lawrence is is kind of a unicorn. So um I, I love the pickup. I love the uh, the arm talent and the athleticism, and it doesn't hurt that his uh, younger brother is a, a top 100 prospect as a defensive lineman. Uh, KB and Broussard, the other flip. Um, Sam Spiegelman's seen him in person several times. He loves the potential there. Huge frame, 6'6", 6'7", about 250, 260. Tons and tons and tons of room on that frame to build. I think that that's the thing that John Garrison and Pete Golding saw the most is, hey, this is a dude where, you know, hey, you can't teach height, Ben. You, you, you can't coach a guy up to grow taller. Uh, so the frame is there, I think, for a right tackle in the future. Maybe a left tackle. He's got some good feet. Um, I think you work on some technique with him, get him in the weight room with with Savage, and there's some potential down the line as he joins Jude Foster and John Wayne Oliver. Uh, two guys that are big physical dudes that can really get downhill and block you in the run game. But um, yeah, they're going to be selective with these offensive linemen because I, I do anticipate more offensive linemen getting in the portal. And like you said, with Kiffin, he loves to build through the portal and get older experienced dudes in that locker room. I think, I think the one thing that we don't talk about enough as we transition here, Ben, I think that with the leadership of guys like Jack Dart, Jared Ivy. Jordan Watkins, I'm probably leaving out some dudes, but like those older guys that have been in the program for several years, getting more experienced guys in to buy in, understand the culture, it's only going to help the younger guys. When you see these guys that have been there, done that in the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, wherever, I think that it is only going to help matriculate that culture down for years to come where guys are learning from, you know, yeah, they're starters, they're good, but also they do everything. I know it's cliche, but they go about their business the right way. They, they handle stuff off the field. They, they, they are leaders in practice, not just on the field on Saturday. So um, yeah, it's all calculated for a reason, but um, yeah, being selective in the high school ranks is very, it, it's a strategic approach to how they build this roster. And look right now with what they've got, even without Walter Nolan, this is a preseason top 10 team that has gone from being a dark horse in the SEC to being a real contender. They should be getting treated as the team. They could get the, first place votes. They deserve to be treated as the team that has produced the third most wins in the SEC behind only Alabama and Georgia the last handful of years. And that's the truth. 
And now their roster, at least from a very basic level on paper, looks the part. And I'm telling you, if it were LSU, if it were, I mean, LSU struggled to really figure out this space, this NIL model that as it's currently constructed. Ole Miss, however, has been very, like I said, progressive and very aggressive in terms of not only their targeted approach, but planning out a long-term or mapping out a long-term plan with multi-year transfers. They took advantage. I don't know what's going to happen because last week the NCAA, there was a temporary restraining order put on uh, their ruling that two-time transfers have to sit and get waivers, and now they're all eligible. You saw Brandon Murray for Ole Miss basketball playing on Saturday. December 27th was going to be a ruling that was going to change college athletics again. But now the NCAA, of course, because this is what they do, they're they're nothing but cowards. That's why you never, ever, ever, ever cooperate with the NCAA. It was Ole Miss's first mistake in its NCAA investigative case. Just tell them to kick rocks. They can't do shit unless you voluntarily hand them shit over. And I've come to the conclusion that a whole lot of how Ole Miss has got so ugly back then is Ross Bjork just got pissed off that he found the uh, massage shit in in Hughes' cell phone records. He told you, he just didn't, just don't let me be surprised by anything. That surprised him and it pissed him off. And I think that dictated everything else. So in a lot of ways, Ole Miss has learned from that past, right? Not that they're skirting NCAA rules, but what they're doing is aggressively and progressively tackling the space and accepting it for what it is. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It doesn't matter if you're like, well, I don't want to be, paying players now. I don't want to have to contribute monthly to the Grove Collective to watch my football team win um, on Saturdays, on game day Saturdays. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. Even Ole Miss, people that are have their hands on the levers of this and pulling the levers of power for Ole Miss's decision-making in the portal, a lot of them don't like it. It is immaterial, your personal feelings toward it. If you don't adapt, you will die in this new landscape. And Ole Miss has not only adapted but thrived and a lot of that has to do what, – what are you doing over there? What, what is that? What are it's, you doing? It's, it's one of my favorite quotes from Moneyball. Adapt or die. Adapt or die. And they have adapted. And they're, they really set the – for a lot of different collectives out there or comparable schools that are trying to punch up above their weight and get into that next tier, they've really laid the roadmap. But also they continue to come up with new creative ways to exploit this market and this model. And one of those ways is through the retention of current rosters who, again, I don't know what's going to happen, but they saw it as, okay, well then why are we focusing on high schoolers who we sign them up and there's no guarantee that they're even going to be here in six months. They could leave if they want to. Almost actually had Braxton Myers do that. He went through spring practices and yet he ends up going and becoming a Purdue Boilermaker, which is fine. Why focus on that when you can focus on a targeted approach Jackson Dart is now entering his third year as Ole Miss's starting quarterback. He hasn't announced anything, and maybe he surprises us all because he's being very coy about it. I don't think that's the truth. The overwhelming self-sentiment over there is that he's going to be back. So a third-year starting quarterback. Jordan Watkins is entering his third year as a starter to Ole Miss at wide receiver. Quinshawn's a third-year starting running back. Jeremy James, there's been talk about the NFL, him leaving for the NFL for three years. He's still here and probably coming back for a super senior year. Caleb Warren, same thing. Caden Priestcorn coming back for his second year. On and on and on. It's the same type of roster construction, at least on papers. It used to be multi-year starters at big positions that you could latch on to. They're just transfers. <laughs> That's the difference. 
Um, yeah. But it's it's a smart approach. It's not like Ole Miss just is chasing hired guns every offseason, and that's where I really push back against, oh, well, Ole Miss and Lane are just doing what Dion did last year. You haven't been paying attention if that's your takeaway from this. No, you should go, wow, Lane and Ole Miss, they, they got their shit together before everybody else did. A yeah. lot of schools did, including schools that have far better well, resources and more than they do. And, and I'll say this too, <clears throat> and he's not going to discriminate against a portal versus a high school guy. Kevin will play whoever he thinks is ready and can contribute and help the offense or the defense, but he's not afraid to go get someone like a Dayton Wade from Western Kentucky. If you've earned your spot, you're going to play. Kiffin does not care. If you know your offense, if you know the defense, if you know where you're going, you know how to line up, you make plays, you're going to play. So The only problem with that, though, Zach, the only problem with that is I know what you say, and I know what Kiffin says in the words that come out of his mouth, but actions speak louder, and he doesn't trust freshmen like he does or give the runway to freshmen, true freshmen for mistakes, as he does veterans. And that's okay. That's a philosophical thing. That's something that, you know, you you have to have your core tenets as a football coach, you know. And one of his is, I trust my guys, my hand-picked veteran guys. There's a reason J.J. Henry is gone today and Braylon Brown is gone today and Arell White's throwing a fit today. It's because he trusts this lane veterans from the portal, and that's who he leans on. I mean, his, his rotations are very small. You're talking about 30-ish guys that he runs out there. Mm-hmm. So to break into that, I mean, Aiden Williams, if he couldn't do it, and I said that this time last year, if Aiden Williams, if we're talking about how he didn't make an impact in year one, we have a bigger conversation to have. But it's not a negative conversation. It just means that it, it's kind of like cemented what I thought, that Lane Kiffin, his preferred style of roster building and roster management in 2023, which is a progressive approach and was much needed, and has allowed Ole Miss – to really not just punch above his weight, but stay in that weight class, have staying power in that weight class, and now go compete for a title in 2024, it's obviously proven to be the right one. But that's what I'm talking about as far as the targeted approach to high school because he doesn't trust him. Now, a Quinshine can come in here and ball out. Sunterine had his moments, but look, if you're looking for impact, no disrespect at all to A.J. Maddox. To Broussard, no disrespect to those guys, but it's coming with Juice Wells. It's coming with potentially Walter Nolan. But before we jump to the transfer stuff, real quick, what should Ole Miss fans make of the whole Narell White decommitment? Delete the tweet, delete the decommitment, re-decommit. Because what I've heard from talking to a number of sources is look, he's just it's an emotional response he's had, and the coaches are going to handle it because he's been all in on Ole Miss. It seemingly came out of nowhere, which is very hard to do in this day and age in recruiting. Yeah, I, so I talked to Narell yesterday. Um, you know, all week he was in Hattiesburg practicing, getting ready for the Mississippi-Alabama game. He told me, you know, hey, I'll, I'll be pretty locked in down here. We'll talk after the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we were just – chatting yesterday morning afternoon just you know how the game was how he felt you know the week went with all the commits and just kind of you know hey what's the latest um because like you said he's been locked in you know i haven't really had a you know a reason to talk with narelle um 
but yeah, you know, he was talking, oh yeah, we're, we're working on Stonka Burnside. We're trying to get him to join us and, and yada, yada. And then I get a text like, Hey, you know, what happened with the white? Why'd he decommit? I was like, well, news to me. I didn't know that. Went to his Twitter, went to his Instagram, nothing. So deleted. Then 20 minutes later, give or take, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the timeline. I was full disclosure. I was wrapping Christmas presents in my office. And then I get a couple texts and he tweets it again. So I talked to a couple people. Um, I talked to, you know, some staff members. They were like, Hey, you know, we're just going to call him. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. It, it, no big deal. Um, so yeah, a, a teenager being a teenager, who knows, but assured he is still a commit. I talked to Patrick Broomfield this morning. He said that he talked to Norrell last night. He said, everything's good. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason to make anything of it. I, I didn't want to. Rep- I just reported that there was a tweet. I didn't report that he had decommitted. I was trying to, you know, get the skinny on that. Um, so yeah, for the folks that that don't really kind of know the, you know, some inside baseball here, you know, on three has a, a staff full of news desk people that will run breaking news stories and things like that. You know, they don't, they don't know. They don't know Norrell White. They don't know the background of his recruitment. So it's not their fault that. They ran a story that he decommitted. He posted it. I mean, it's <laughs> directly from the source. So you, you can't you can't get mad at, at folks for reporting it because that's that's literally what it said. It said, hey, he tweeted that he decommitted. So, you know, how else could you think it happened? But yeah, just talking with people, I, I everything's fine. I, I mean, again, like he was decked out in Ole Miss gear at the Mississippi-Alabama game. He was openly recruiting guys to try to join the Ole Miss class. And we talked to him, you know, a couple of weeks ago when he was on that's, his official visit. That's and all I could talk about, about. That's all I could like. Yeah. See, when I saw him and Jeffrey Rush and Preston Broomfield walking from the south end zone for breakfast to close out their official visit to bowl practice, and Narell's in a real tree camo jacket, hanging out, yeah. just shoot, just make, messing around with Jeffrey and Preston Broomfield, and talking about how we get we're Patrick. getting this and we're getting that and doing this and that. It was an emotional, but again, when it happens, you have to take it seriously. It's the words directly from the player. It's the words directly from the source. So I get why the yeah. news desk did that, but I, I do think this is something to monitor. My only apprehension, first of all, everything you said is right on the money uh, in regards to it's an emotional decision for him, and it's understandable for him. He also can play cornerback, and I think he wants to play wide receiver. So Ole Miss has been recruiting him as a wide receiver. Well, now if you look at the position group, look how crowded it is wide receiver. It makes sense. It makes plenty of sense for him to react that way. And there, of course, because when when this does – there's, of course, a chance some team swoops in and uh, overvalues and, and really dumps a good NIL package and say, hey, well, Ole Miss has got you as the seventh option right now. We'll bring you in. You'll be number two, three, four. Maybe State tries to reengage. But at the end of it all, uh, end of all things, it would be hard for me to believe that in real white – this far, I mean, Wednesday well, is yeah. signing day. Wednesday is the well, first I, of two signing days. That's people ask me, they're like, Well, did the Juice Wells thing scare him off? I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've talked to Norrell, he plays wide receiver. I, I was never <laughs> even remotely close to as good as Norrell was, but as a wide receiver, your mindset is, I'm the baddest dude out here. You can't cover me. I'm going to catch everything. So he's confident. I don't think Juice Wells had anything to do with anything. I mean, if you look at it, the loaded wide receiver room that Ole Miss is going to have in 2024, it's a good chance that every single one of those guys are gone in 2025. That is true. So, I mean, 
no, I don't think that was it. I don't think he saw, well, shit, Ole Miss got Juice Wells. Well, like, I can't go there now. Like, no, well, that's not how these told, dudes operate. When I was told emotional decision, the first thing I thought was, oh, okay, I get it. But you're right. When you look at the projection, Trey Harris is going to be gone after next year, the national title win. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dayton Wade is leaving this year. I'm putting it all in my head in one, at one point. Jordan Watkins, it'll be his last year. He'll have exhausted eligibility. Yeah, I mean, they could essentially be turning over a whole new wide receiver relief the very next year. Mm-hmm. And he would obviously be a main benefactor of that, you would assume. But the question is, with high school receivers, high school players in general under Lane Kiffin, how do you earn the trust? How do you get there? How do you get that um, that ability to play through mistakes and get the mm-hmm. leash? Because Lane has proven at Ole Miss through almost five years now at Ole Miss. He's never stayed anywhere else longer. Someone on our board, God bless him, a Florida fan of theirs, a Florida friend, or fan, a friend of theirs who loves Florida, was talking to them about how next year they were coming after Lane. At some look, look what all Ole Miss has survived as far as job openings, and because of national media and the laziness of their narratives, he's a candidate at every big job. He never considered or was considered for Texas A&M. He absolutely considered Auburn. But yeah. as long as his family is here and his daughter is at Ole Miss, he has real-life considerations now. He is rooted here. He is settled here. So until he gives you reason to believe, because the proof is in the pudding, he has not left. He has had ample opportunity. He's been nothing. He said the right things. He's done the right things. I don't think Lane Kiffin's going anywhere as long as his kids are comfortable in Oxford. And quite frankly, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin are just a fit. And that's why it's working so well. Yeah. But now that we roll through those high the, scores, sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, the relationship between a head coach and an AD has always been crucial for success. That's true. Um, but now with NIL, the relationship between a head coach, an AD, and a collective is paramount. And, I mean, couldn't be a better fit. Walker Jones and the people over there, they're – simpatico with, with kiffin like they they are on the same page it, it's obviously working I, I mean i know the reputation for the grove collective since day one has been man they are organized they know what the hell they're doing they got good contacts you know they've got a good thing rolling like the and the, most importantly the, web, the website do, most importantly huh? they do what they say they're going to do yeah because they're, they're they're people out there that make promises they don't keep and and i think that's huge but yeah, I, I mean, it's set up for success now. And with the playoff expanding to 12, why do you need to leave? Like, I, I mean, maybe Alabama. Maybe. But I don't even – would Kiffin want to follow Saban? I mean, I'm sure he has that mindset that he could be better than Saban. But, I mean, yeah, be, shit, he, he come on. Follow, but, 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 like, that's it, though. Like, 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 people mention Florida all the time. Like, just because it's in Florida, that's a weird-ass job. Yeah, Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. That's it. Only people that have won big there. What's the it's a tough job now to leaving for Florida. That would be my question for him. You got to put it, put yourself in his shoes in old decision making, like Tommy Tuberville, for example. Tommy left because Ole Miss wouldn't build him a practice facility in a new weight room. He was <laughs> all upset about the facilities. Well, the facilities are essentially the same. Does Ole Miss have the resources as Florida when it's pulling in the all pulling in one direction? No, but Florida is not pulling in one direction. It has been built at Ole Miss. 
and it's all been built under Lane under the likeness of Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, his dog, is in commitment graphics with Juice Wells, a transfer decorated transfer from South Carolina. And it's not just because his name is Juice. You'll see Juice popping up everywhere. His daughter runs his social media accounts. She also runs the Juice Kiffin account. There's just there's so much ingrained as far as Lane Kiffin and his own personal experience in what Ole Miss has become that it's quite naive to think that it wouldn't be a significant uprooting of his life as it's currently constructed to leave for somewhere else. It's not like it's not like the old days. Oh, yeah, you leave little Ole Miss to go to Florida because they've got the facilities, they've got the money, they get the biggest recruits because they're Florida. They it recruits itself. It, I know. It recruits itself. Back in the day, it recruits itself. It's Florida. You don't – you don't need any of that anymore. Um, Ole Miss is Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is Ole Miss. And if he stays on this current trajectory, he will go down as the greatest coach in Ole Miss history, especially if he pulls off a freaking national title, which is not unrealistic to talk about for 2024. That's quite literally what they're loading up for. That's what they believe yeah. in that building. And it's not just every year when Ole Miss would go into the year with Zach Stout and Randall Mackey and Barry Brunetti competing for quarterback saying, hey, man, we're going for a national title. It's not like that. No. This team is legitimately built to compete for a national title, and Lane Kiffin is primarily responsible. It's his entire vision. The progressiveness and the aggressiveness in the portal reflects its head coach, the philosophy of its head coach. It's a perfect fit, and 2023, we we all thought, we said it over and over again, we'll continue to say, we all thought that once kids were allowed to be paid, that it would just allow the rich to get richer. That is not what has happened. It has allowed the old misses of the world to yeah. pull even or to be in a, a more okay. even competitive space with those blue buds that you were always worried about poaching your head coach. It's just a different – the culture, the the game itself, the level of play, the quality of play, the parity, everything about this sport, how recruiting is covered. This used to be the time where, my God, I would be at Nick Brazel's. I would drive to South Panola, be sitting there, waiting to see if he'd said yes about old Mr. State. Tony Connor, if you put on a Ole Miss hat, hat on National Signing Day, we would fly to Chicago for Laquan's announcement. We would do all of these things. But that's for guys that could transfer one year with no penalty. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's more important for us to be up there on campus when Juice Wells can no comment us going up to the south end zone, which, again, no comment all you want. That, I'm not knocking that at all. But the fact that that is what we do now. You know, the whole thing is different. I just want people to understand that. And what should give you solace and what should give you excitement and and pride about Ole Miss as compared to previous years or its history was aggressive and progressive in the space that has changed college football. And that's why they're a leading now, leading program yeah. for other schools to model themselves after. And state fans, from the look of it on Elite Dogs, because I've been seeing the screenshots on Twitter, too, and on my message board, and I think on Steve's stupid board, though, it gets brought over to our message board, too. Um, not that board. The board's not stupid. Steve is stupid. So I want to I want to correct that. Steve is Steve sucks. Yeah, that board's fine. It's just fans. Anyway, they are going through it right now. They really are. They're really hoping K.J. Jefferson comes and transfers in, but they're, a little, they're wanting a little piece of the action. They, they hired Dollar General brand Lane Kiffin, talking about scoring from far. It's just a different time. You don't have to worry about, you know, oh, God, I hope Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl this year. And, man, if our boys could just make it to the Music City, we'll have fun in Nashville. Title time, baby. Chasing titles. That's all I wanted. I want people to understand. It's just different. 
Talk of Champions Podcast Network is brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023. And if you need to make year-end donations for tax purposes, call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation and they'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives. Whether it's the Vault Society or Empower, both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign for Ole Miss Athletics. Or if you're working on estate planning, call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For further information, call 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159. Or visit GiveToAthletics.com. That's GiveToAthletics.com. It's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it Walter Nolan Day? I think so. I think, here's my theory. Nolan was potentially yesterday, and then when Juice Wells decided to go ahead and commit, just my theory, I think Lane Kiffin told Nolan to hold off so he can kind of rule that news cycle on Sunday and Monday. I mean, look, whenever Walter Nolan makes his announcement, it's going to control the news cycle, regardless. So... I mean, Ole Miss and come to the sip and, you know, what all that was trending all over the weekend on Twitter. Uh, Juice Wells announces on Sunday, everybody's talking about Juice Wells, you know, juice and juice and all the NIL opportunities for Juice Wells in Oxford. I mean, the guy already has an NIL deal with the dog food company. I mean, come on, like this is just so easy. Um, yeah, somebody needs to already be working on a commercial, like a – you know, get a, get a screenplay ready for a commercial for, for juice and juice. Um, but that's just kind of my theory was the staff just told Walter to, Hey, like do it on Monday, you know, possibly do it on Tuesday. They want to keep Ole Miss in the forefront of the news. Um, or on the flip side, just Walter, just maybe he wanted to get home and relax. He was in Oxford all weekend. I'm assuming he went back to Olive Branch with his family Probably just wanted to sit down, maybe watch some NFL, relax. Um, you know, I'm assuming he's got everything done from an edit, you know, video, whatever. However, he's going to announce it. We'll see. Um, that's a that's another interesting logistical thing to consider. You know, how will it be announced? Pete Thamel broke the Juice Wells news yesterday. That was kind of shocking. Normally, Here's these guys. Here's my question, have, though. Here's my question. Did he? What constitutes breaking things these days? Because we told him well, on Saturday, I, mean, he... I reported Juice Wells, almost going to land Juice Wells by no uh, by as early as tomorrow, which tomorrow was Sunday, and Walter Nolan wouldn't be close behind. We put it in stories. We talked about it on podcasts. But you don't Let see anybody. Let me rephrase. Please. He broke it on Twitter. Okay. So, like, he was the first guy to go out and say, hey, Juice Wells is now, which I think he talked to him. I think that he was said... less about me being critical of Zach. And Zach and I texting each other yesterday Whoa. going, what the hell, man? <laughs> you know, on three. Where, where are you at? Give us some love, man. What the hell? Bump us up. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, yeah, I mean, he, you know, Pete knows his stuff. There's a reason he has almost 300,000 people following him. But, yeah, I mean, news, South Carolina transfer wide receiver tells ESPN's, oh, excuse me, it's Mark Schleybaugh that he's transferred Ole Miss. So, yeah, everybody knew it was coming. I mean, I'm pretty sure all three Ole Miss recruiting sites said the same thing we did. So, I mean, it wasn't news to any Ole Miss people. It was just, oh, Pete Thamel did it. I mean, I figured it would be 
know, Hayes Fawcett would do an edit or something like that. Well, see, um, the funny thing for me is we report that, hey, we, this is what we believe is going to happen. And then it happens. But up until that, and up until a Pete Thamel says it, sorry, buddy. We just, we don't have that clout with our people. You know, they, they don't care enough. You know, hey, Ole Miss is going to get these guys. Well, and, you know, then all you get for the next six hours, seven hours, eight hours is, hey, has it happened yet? Well, where is it? Oh, Pete Thamel, wait, I'm waiting for confirmation from who? The kid, I guess. Okay, fine. Then he gave it to Mark, Mark Schlebach. But the point is, what we're telling you at the Ole Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, that's what you need to be paying attention to. That's all we're saying. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to give us love. You don't have to give us credit, but you do, if you will, have to sign up at the Ole Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, because if you sign up for a sub today, you can get one for as low as a dollar and half off an annual sub. And when you go there, you'll see me and Zach and Chuck and Jake and Bradley Sow and Walker Jones is on there. Ben Mintz is on there. Just hanging out, talking Ole Miss and Ole Miss recruiting. Come hang out with us at the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and Philip on three. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review this talk, this talk of Champions podcast network in iTunes. Just simply search Talk of Champions wherever you get your podcasts. If you only listen to the flagship or this this podcast, hashtag not committed, hit that line, red and blue smoke, whatever it might be, doesn't matter. Just search Talk of Champions, though, and leave us a five-star review. It'll help us out a lot. So I want to play a game, a new game here on hashtag not committed. almost said the flagship. It's called Fair Foul, and this is as simple as it is, all right? I'm going to go through yeah. this hot, this transfer hot list we have at the OldmanSpirit.com and on 3 that I cleaned up last night, and I'm going to tell you position by position because they're my words. They're not Zach's. This is my editing. Y'all can see it right here. Here it is. So my editing of the hot list. You simply tell me if my take on that position is fair or foul. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. Quarterback. Ole Miss is likely done at quarterback after committing 2024 Oak Grove Mississippi three-star A.J. Maddox. Fair or foul? Fair. Running back. Lancaster, Texas four-star Kiwan Lacey announced for Missouri on Thursday night, last Thursday night. And we believe running back is a back burner issue now. Fair or foul? Uh, uh, Fair. Fair. Wide receiver, what was once a crowded position on our transfer portal hot list, is now down to two names. Juice Wells from South Carolina, who committed on Sunday, and Chris Brazell from Tulane. Will Shepard has gone to Colorado. Other names. I don't think Ole Miss, if it's not Chris Brazell, I think Ole Miss might be kind of done at wide receiver after Juice. Fair. Fair. What do we think about Chris Brazell, though? What do you think? Is, is Where did that come from? Was that like a thumbs up? Did you see that? It's from... Oh yeah, I did see that. Maybe it's seeing me do it. Whoa. That's anyway. what oh, that's what it is. Wow. Wow. Artificial Trick intelligence. AI is gonna kill us all, man. Terminator was right. All right. Chris Brazil from Tulane. Do you buy him as a it's not buy yourself. So fair or foul, Chris Brazil is still a pressing Ole Miss target right now in the portal. Hey, it's foul. Foul. He's one of Ben's dudes. I really liked him. I got I went down the rabbit hole. Yeah. When his name popped up, when I got when I heard his name from a source, and I started watching some, uh, yeah, I, I like that kid. But Juice Wells in the slot, oh, he, he'll just play everywhere. Yeah, Tight I feel end. like he's gonna be he's gonna be like a jumbo Elijah Moore. Like they'll just move him all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. Trey Harris is just gonna feast in one on ones, man, by himself out out at like where's oh oh and then, just, and then and then uh don't Deion Smith's over here like hey I'm I'm gonna be yeah. here too the best awesome of all people of the best of all of them. Yeah, just hanging oh. out on the other side. 
Wow. Tight end, we have one listed on the hot list, Daquan Wright from Virginia Tech. Uh, we'd been hearing that he was coming in for a visit last weekend. He did not show up. I don't believe Ole Miss is really – I mean, tight end just seems like on the back burner for me. So, Daquan Wright, I almost took him off. Fair or foul, uh, old tight end is a position we really need to be paying attention to right now. I'd say it's fair. I think return to Priest Corn. Um, Javante Connor stayed. He got out of the portal. And they've got Dylan Hip signing on Wednesday. So, yeah. And Hudson Wolf is coming. I, they'll get a tight end, I think. Yeah, but yeah. as far as Daquan Wright, that one just – for a while there, it felt, it felt like one of those where if it doesn't happen as it's happening, then it's not going to. Does that make sense? There's like a mm -hmm. four-day window where you're sometimes well, once in the he portal. Did, once, he, once he didn't show, it was like, yeah. okay, they moved on. So should I remove him, fair or foul? I would remove him. All right. I'll remove him. Offensive line is down like wide receiver to only a handful of names. Jerquan Scott from Southern Miss is committed. We've got Davion Carter, Fernando Carmona, and Chase Basantis um, underneath. I don't – fair or foul. Here's the good one, way to put it. Fair or foul. The next offensive line commitment for Ole Miss, if there is one out of the portal – will be a name that is currently not listed on our hot list. I think that's fair. Yeah. There's going to be there's going to be more dudes getting in. Yeah. And I just As these bowl games wrap up, yeah, there's going to be more. There's going to be another wave. Now, if I get pie on my face about it, that's totally okay, but like I don't I haven't heard anything on Davion Carter since it was hot for like 2 days, 2 weeks ago. Fernando well, he Carmona committed, Davion he Carter, he committed to Texas Tech. There we go. Fernando Carmona. I did see I should have He's gone. gone. He's gone. Yeah. I reached out to him. Ole Miss offered him the day he got in. Yeah. And I reached out and it was immediately like, yeah, man, let's talk. And then it was ghost. And that told me enough. You know, because uh these uh, he's kids... down to he's down to four schools. All right. Let me double check and make oh no, no, he committed to Arkansas. So Fernando Carmona said, man, I gotta do this in real time. It's gonna be someone not listed a lot list. We've already established I mean, that. I mean, we it's hard, it's hard to keep up with all this. We're doing the, our best, the, man. the portal combat is intense. It's intense. Defensive line, Samuel Akunaloa from Pittsburgh. He hasn't committed anywhere, but Princely Uman Minyellen is committed from Florida. Walter Nolan from Texas AM. We expect that to happen as early as today. Trey Moore, that's not gonna happen. Tyler Brown from Tennessee, Barron from Tennessee committed over the weekend. Are they done fair or foul after having committed Princely Uman Mielin, the edge from Florida, on the defensive line? Walter Nolan potentially as early as today from Texas A&M, the number one player in the portal, and Tyler Barron. Are they done with defensive line? Fair. I think so. If and, if and when Nolan commits, I mean, that's a loaded room. I mean, top five across the country, top one or two in the SEC. I mean, you got – Two guys that PFF Pro Football Fo Pro Football Focus loves, Umar Mion and Barron. They're and one and put, two in our portal rankings on on three as far as edge. Yeah, and then you put Nolan in the middle next to Pegues. Come on, dude. If it was any other team, any other insignia on the side of the helmet, the love they would be getting. Oh, is Ole Miss a, the the sleeper favorite for LSU? Just I, it's all it's already starting to happen there are people that are that are starting to perk their ears up i mean i good if, if you didn't if you didn't see it yesterday i put it on the board i put it on twitter i talked with andy staples for extended period of time yesterday and we were talking about it like it's it, it's it's getting real 
if you're it, it, this isn't like hyperbole from an Ole Miss fan site like this is a real deal roster that has a legit shot at 10 or 11 wins next year I really think Ole Miss could be pretty settled for Christmas and then say all right first of the year we'll see you back and we'll try to do it again <laughs> you know I think they could honestly well, and, and we're not even mentioning Pooh Paul I mean yeah, I think the I mean, linebacker position linebacker you know is that's going to be a strength of this defense now yeah linebacker of all positions what a happy day Ole Miss somewhere. is going to have a strong position. Like, you're not going to go into the – oh, yeah, the linebackers suck. Somewhere – somewhere – somewhere Hugh Freeze just caught a cramp and fell down in a hallway. Somewhere Mike Juarez <laughs> felt a cold chill on the back of his neck. All right, linebacker. Butterfly effect. Chris Paul committed from Arkansas, the number one linebacker transfer in the portal. Fair foul, Ole Miss, Ole Miss adds another linebacker between now and the first of the year. I'd say fair. Oh, oh! Somebody that's not somebody that's not in the portal that I think Ooh. will get in the portal. Cornerback. Here's and just really... and just and can we can we please get Pooh Paul some kind of nil deal with like a, a sewage company or like a plumbing company in Oxford? No, no, that's no. amazing. That would be good. My buddy CJ Hill here in New Albany, he he opened a plumbing company, and he tell CJ painted, he painted his truck. He sold it for a lot of money. He painted his truck. It was somebody sitting on a toilet up to the window and then his head. So and, it was like the crooner on, yeah. I think you should leave. And I guess so. I haven't seen, do you think you should leave? And buddy, when I say just a brilliant marketing play, everybody loved it. He was like the plumber of New York. He was great. All right. Sorry. Went off on the tangent there. He's, he, look, I'm, just, I'm just trying to help Pooh build a brand. He told us that that's, he prefers to go by Pooh. Same. Well, then, it's just, it's the same deal with with Stonka. Then I was all like, you, you need to do is come up with a corner of Vaught Hemingway Stadium, a kids' corner, and call it Pooh Corner. <laughs> all right. The, the diaper changing station brought to you by Pooh Paul. By Pooh Paul. Pooh, welcome oh. to Pooh Corner, the kids the kids section of <laughs> Vaught Hemingway. Cornerback, uh, Taz Nicholson's committed from Illinois. There are other names, but the one we need to be paying attention to. That came up late, late last night. I, I actually heard about it and thought I was breaking some news in our recruiting thread on the Ole Miss Spirit, Ole Miss Spirit.com, available on three. A name to watch out for, the Camryon Richardson, the cornerback from Mississippi State. I think that's happening. Fair foul. Do you think that's happening as well? And sure enough, go back to look at the thread again, and, and Zach had already posted about it. So didn't even uh, didn't even beat my friend. Didn't even beat my coworker. Fair foul. To... Ole Miss adds to Cam- Fair. Cameron, yeah. I'm trying to find a pronunciation. I don't know if it's Decameron or Decameron, but either way, I think Ole Miss. I did I did speak with a source late last night, and it's expected to pop. I mean that's a plug and play starter. I mean, he was the best. Yeah. And I'm not he was great. He was great opposite Emmanuel Forbes, and everybody was like, Oh, well, that's why. And then after Forbes went to the NFL, he was still great. So he's an NFL cornerback. So um, now, where is the weak spot going to be? Every year that we've been been on this earth, you and I, going into an Ole Miss football season, we've been able to say, well, yeah, if they're so-and-so can be good. Yeah. And yet, I go into 2024 never being more optimistic, have never been more optimistic about what Ole Miss football can be and a lot of that has to do with where is the weakness? Now, depth is always a problem. Injuries, you can't predict them. But on paper, 
There is not a position group. I was going to say maybe corner because DeAndre Prince and Zamari Walton are out of eligibility, the two starting cornerbacks for Ole Miss this year. And again, Lane Kiffin only really trusts about 30-ish guys as far as rotation. So not a lot of guys play. DeMarco Williams is gone. He transferred. He played a lot this year. Deshaun Gaddy's undecided about whether or not he's coming back. On and on and on. I could. I was talking myself into being worried about cornerback. And then last night, get word that DeCamryon Richardson from Mississippi State, the cornerback, their best cornerback, a plug-and-play starter, is now, I think Ole Miss is now the favorite to land him. So, fair or foul, Ole Miss lands DeCamryon Richardson. You said fair? Fair? Yes, fair. I've been trying to get you to do a foul. I really thought I got you a foul for linebacker. I'm, wait- I'm waiting on you to do it, but you haven't brought it up yet. But, oh. Well, ask me a fair foul then. Ole Miss lands Tonka Burnside. I say foul. Zach, no, we've lost Zach. Oh, no. I think it was all set up. No doubt in my mind. I talked with the national source the week Jeff Levy was hired, and I think when I talked to him before and after, and I think when Levy was hired, just because of his reputation as an offensive mind, a guy that scores points, can throw the ball, I think once that happened – and then I think Mississippi State finally was just like, we have to get our shit together and we can't let this dude go to Ole Miss. Okay. That's so, I mean, and I would love to be wrong because I, I I think he's a stud. And I know that people keep questioning, so, is he, is he a safety? Is he a so, receiver? Wait. I, I think he's a good So, player. wait. Exactly what I said back in the summer. Are we there? It happened again. It did. Well, well, back in the summer, you're talking about Zach Arnett. Like, I don't think – I mean, there's video of him saying he decommitted because Mississippi State sucks. Like, that was, like, during the season. (laughs) I mean, But what I said back then was that every recruiting year, every recruiting recruiting year, there's at least one player. There's always one player, in my experience. I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, covering this team. I've been around Ole Miss sports and following Ole Miss sports since I was born. Every year. Mississippi State has one player in state. Even when the culture has changed, the environment has changed, everything about the sport has changed, where high school recruiting, especially from Ole Miss's vantage point, has been de-emphasized, they still have one guy every single recruiting season. They just refuse to let go. They refuse, and they make sure they pay for it. Ole Miss has more more resources to pay in the NIL space than state does. So now where, where does state then make its headline? Secure a stock of Burnside. I would agree with you. I was going to say, does Ole Miss land him fair or foul? Foul, because that's what I've been consistent in saying <laughs> since day one, because I thought he'd be that player this year. He'll be the Jeffrey Simmons. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Ole Miss, some Ole Miss coaches, I'm not going to name names, but some Ole Miss coaches were just absolutely beside themselves. Veteran coaches. If they're gone, who cares? Well, Barney. Barney was devastated yeah. because he, he just knew – that Jeffrey okay, Simmons was going to be here's what happened. We know you, what happened. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Mississippi, Mississippi right. State missed on A.J. Brown. They missed on Nigel Knott. They pulled all their money into Jeffrey Simmons, and they weren't going to let him get away. Jeffrey Simmons was announcing for Ole Miss up until like eight minutes before he announced. He walked out of the room, went, got on the phone with somebody, came back, picked Mississippi State. This is everybody knows this by now. This isn't crazy to you know. This isn't breaking news, but that's what happened. But that's what I'm talking about. There's always been one guy. Jeffrey Simmons was yeah. that year, 
And yeah. Barney was beside himself. He just knew. And I remember him saying, this has never happened to me before. Because when Barney told you, hey, this kid's coming, you could take it to the bank. And yet Jeffrey Simmons popped for Mississippi State. And I thought when you consider what Mississippi State hasn't gotten this recruiting cycle and the air they're desperately trying to find, they're trying to come up and get some type of good breath of fresh air. Stock of Burnside makes a lot of sense. Who else would they splurge on? Who else is there, are they going to put their money on? J.J. Harrell is in the boat. Um, Narell White would make some sense, but Stonka. And so I, I agree with you, fair or foul. Yeah, and I'm I, not so, so sure. Okay. And look, I, I talked with a national guy last night, and he said that he he's buying the hype around almost getting him. Mm. Like he's, he, he said, the conversations I've had the last 24 hours, I would buy that. Because I was like, are you buying or selling this smoke? To Ole Miss. I'm just going with my gut. After the levy announcement, I was like, you're not hiring a coach for one guy. Like, that's stupid. But it's a perfect fit. Like, Levy's an offensive guy. He knows how to coach offense. He puts up big numbers. Burnside wants to go and be the dude. So Yeah, and he's not going to be that dude here. Not next year. It's not. I mean, you dude, can't I, say it. If Aiden Williams wasn't going to be Miss, that dude. If, if Ole Miss got uh, – Cam Coleman, uh, any of the top wideouts in this class, I don't care who they are. You're, you're not going to be the dude in this offense because of what Ole Miss has coming back. And that's no disrespect to any of those guys. Mm -hmm. It's just the truth. Yeah. The Camryon Richardson, all right, that really only covers I – mean, that really covers our can you, discussion. Here. Can you imagine the meltdown of the Cameron Richardson and Stonka Burnside go to Ole Miss? It would be epic. I mean, but they're really good. Again, I would way. love to be wrong. Hey, um, with that one, it'll, it'll just be consistent with what I thought. But then here I was finally, finally coming around to your end of it. I had gotten there. That's what the question was for. We were finally here on December 18th, 2023. Christmas is around the corner. And I was finally here with you. You go, maybe, maybe, Zach, you've been right. That's what I was ready to say. And you turned on me in real time. Crazy. Safety, Look, man, fair you, foul. Oh, Mrs. When you what? see when you see that tarp and that neck beard, you can't turn it down, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, as someone who wears tarps, because look, man, us big guys, we got to wear layers, my guy. If we're not to hate ourselves all day, every day. If I catch one glimpse of myself in a mirror, it could be a wrap for the rest of the day. So the garbage bags, I get them. You know, Matt Luke, that's my guy. He's now the Clemson offensive line coach. Look, Matt's a good dude. Should have never been Ole Miss's head coach. And really, I wish somebody would be like, Matt, bro, I, I get why you wear the tarp. Uh, I, I sympathize. I would wear the you tarp. Know, but as someone who would wear the tarp, the tarp don't look good, you know? But you know who the new, you tell us nothing. You know who the new tarp guy is, right? No. It's Mike Elko. Okay. But tarp again, big, big guy. <laughs> we wear layers. What it know is. your brand. I'm, I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying not to be a big guy for the first time in my life, but as big guys, we wear layers. All right. Safety, fair or foul, and there's a reason I ask you this fair or foul and ask it this way because you've been talking about Brandon Turnage for a while. Fair or foul, Ole Miss has got committed Key Lawrence at safety from Oklahoma and Louis Moore from – or Lewis or Louis? I still don't know. Lewis Moore from Indiana. He never responded. And Tamarian McDonald from Tennessee. They're done at safety for the time being. Fair or foul? Uh, excuse me. Um, I might leave it here. No. Got to make a call. 
I'd say okay, I'm gonna say foul only because of the uh specific circumstances around Brandon Turnage because I do think Tamara McDonald is going to play the star position. I think he'll be kind of an outside linebacker. Um, so uh, maybe a safety by, you know, definition or on the roster, but I think he's going to play closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, and, and I do think turnage could still happen um, just solely because he's an, he's an Oxford guy and he's coming off an injury. And if, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think the NIL deal will break the bank. Um, and, you know, he's got a relationship with Derek Nix, Pete Golding, you know, tons of people on that staff. So I can see it still happening. Um, but don't hold me to that. I'm not saying, oh, he, he's going to do it on this day. Like, I don't know. But I, I do think it, it could still be a possibility just for some some depth. And because of the other safeties and secondary pieces that have been added, he won't be thrust into like, hey, you're coming like we need you to start doing stuff now because he's coming off the injury. So um, I can see it still happening. Not guaranteeing that, but it can still happen. Well, here's where I'm I'm kind of at with it. I think they're done for the time being. Sure. Until, unless we learn something between now and next Monday, which is Christmas, on John Saunders and Dejon Anthony. They can both come back if they want to. Now, I think John Saunders is coming back. He hadn't announced anything. I think he's coming back. Dejon Anthony, I don't know. But if both of them come back, then where does Brandon Turnage play if he's not going to convert to linebacker like Ladarius Tennyson did? And does that really – what does that provide you, right? Because look at the linebacker recruiting they've done. and You've mentioned how it's strength of, of position for them now, which is just unheard of, it seems like, especially in modern Ole Miss football recruiting. But linebackers are strength of – so I don't know. I, I think it all is kind of contingent on whether or not Dejon Anthony and or – John Saunders Jr. makes a decision pretty quickly. And I don't think a decision necessarily is coming pretty quickly. I guess a deadline is coming, you know, for the NFL, but I don't think we're going to really see a ton of movement there unless a name pops up. Like, because Decameron Richardson just popped up. We started hearing it. So something could pop up after we get done recording at safety or any number of these positions where we think it might be pretty settled for the time being, like wide receiver. But for now, that is not a pressing spot for them. It's just not anymore. Once you got done. Yeah. I didn't think they expect because I actually this this time last week. No, not this time last week, but the buyer sale that Ole Miss would secure or sweep Walter Nolan, Princely Uman Mignellen, and Tyler Barrett. And you said ah, two out of three, and yet they swept them. So uh, I mean they swept them. And, and that's not that's not to in any way be like, oh, you got that right. He didn't get that wrong. It's just this shit is completely unpredictable. What we know is they've got numbers at safety right now. That could change if Dejon Anthony or John Saunders do decide not to come back, and then Brandon Turnage becomes more of a target, or someone else more of a target that they they really want to put the full court press on to get get something done. So yeah, it, it's been an incredible couple of days. Almost basketball is ten and zero for just the yeah. fourth time I think in program history. Everything's coming up on trouble, man. I think one of three athletic institutions to have an undefeated basketball team and a football team with 10 or more wins. See, it's wow. a different time, man. It's a different time. So fair or foul, Ole Miss wins the natty in 2024. Where are you? Where are you? Oh my God. Too early to tell. Got to get them all on campus. Yeah, baby. 
Got to see what they do against MTSU in September. And then okay. We'll go from there. Come on. Come on. They really set up their non-con really well. The fact they don't have Alabama. Georgia at home doesn't scare me. LSU on the road doesn't scare me. The floor is 10 and 2. Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Georgia at home is big. Yeah. I'm not scared of Oklahoma. Um, LSU without Jaden Daniels. That'll be fun at Death Valley. State with KJ Jefferson coming to the vault. I mean, I, they oh, still don't have a quarterback. I really think it's going to be KJ Jefferson. I'm not making that up. But this is not a state podcast. We're, we're, we're past that. They can keep talking about our podcast and Ole Miss stuff on their message boards and their podcast, but we shall not do that. We shall continue to talk about Ole Miss's massive, massive portal hall. I think ranked right now, according to On3, is the number three class. According to 247, they're number one, and Rivals doesn't have a national database. So, it is right now coming up all things Ole Miss as we round the turn for the Christmas season. What do you get for Christmas, man? You ask for anything? What's Santa bringing you before we get out of here? What do you want? Uh, probably just get some golf balls. Um, Nothing fun. I, well, actually, no, my wife was kind enough to get tickets for the Peach Bowl. Awesome. There you go. So she she wanted to go. Nice little weekend away from the kids. Because uh, I was going to go, you know, you know, in a work capacity. And she said, no, let's go. And so you can relax and enjoy it. And so. Well, I'm going in a work capacity, but I also could be bringing my family. And um, I'll see you there then. Yeah. Could, we could have another like, like grand, wonderful meeting in person where you video it without my consent. Yeah. If you see me around town, come up and say, Hey, you yeah. know, I've heard, I, I did have some people when, when I was at the Tennessee game a couple years ago. Uh, and look, I apologize. I, 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 there were some people that were trying to, you know, say, Hey, but uh, my wife was eight months pregnant and people were throwing beer bottles and debris so I was trying to I was trying to get her out of the stadium. So if if you did try to say hello at that point or any other time in Oxford, I promise I am not ignoring you. I'm either you know on my phone or no, trying he, to escort no, my pregnant wife. That's not wife. true. He's uh he's a diva. He's getting no, all see, these recruiting predictions correct, and all of a sudden he thinks he's hot. He's hot shit. You know he's gotten bigger than his britches. Got to bring yeah, him down he, a peg or two. You know. Yeah, you see you see me in Atlanta. Come say hey. We'll chat. We'll talk about. You know, anything you want. Ole Miss recruiting. Talk, Zach, they want to talk Ole Miss recruiting. We talk about Bosch. Started watching Bosch on Amazon. Big no, fan. That, that's not that's not interesting. Uh, Slow horses started, on Apple TV. Have you started like? Did you put a GPS tracker on Walter Nolan's Tahoe? Uh, is that what he drives? I don't know. Uh, that's kind we of got, like a gotcha question. I'm just saying. We like, got that, something. You need to be watching that, like see, look, ben, planes. That's an in because I drive a Tahoe, so me and Walter could talk about Tahoe driving. There you go. I drive yeah. a Jeep, and I still don't understand why every Jeep I pass by, they have, like, rubber ducks in their dashboard. That's a thing. I don't my understand parents, what that means. My parents have it in their Jeep. I don't yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing, doing that. Do the Jeep wave. Is that – that looks dirty. This has been another edition of Hashtag Not Committed on this Monday, December 18th, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Berry at Zach underscore Berry. For full coverage of Ole Miss's portal exploits and all things Ole Miss recruiting, all things Ole Miss athletics, period – Head on over to the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and Philly Volume 3 and sign up today for the low, low cost of $1 and half off an annual sub. That's $50 on what, would it, what is usually $109. So head on over to the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and Philly Volume 3. Subscribe to this podcast, Talk of Champions, by simply searching it wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star review. And Zach desperately wants to say something before we get out of here. So, Zach, 
The floor is yours. If, if you don't want to talk about television or film or recruiting, what you could talk to me about is Drew Moak and USA Benefits Group. Okay. I can probably point you in the direction okay. of Drew. He will be in Atlanta. If you need to talk about cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 30%, who wouldn't want to do that? So Drew, the folks at USA Benefits Group, will handle all of that. You can give him a call at 601-953-8449. Licensed in seven states, including the state of Mississippi. Works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage. Access to 35 different carriers. He can help you with any and all of your health insurance needs. Regular health plans, life insurance, dental, vision, Medicare, all of that. He's got you covered. So if you're not in Atlanta, you don't see Drew, you can call him. Or you can go to their website, usabg.com slash D-M-O-A-K, and get your free quote today. He's Zach Barry. I'm Ben Garrett. Go to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, affiliate on three. Real quick, Walter Nolan Day. We're saying it is. Is this Walter Nolan Day, or should we just say we're just on Walter Nolan watch? I don't want to put us in a – I don't want um, to put baby in a corner. I'd say Walter Nolan watch for sure. All right. Um, maybe today, maybe Tuesday. I don't think it gets, I don't think it gets past that. Nothing has changed in my mind from what I po- reported on Saturday that I think Juice Wells was, go- that I thought Juice Wells was going to commit on Sunday and Walter Nolan wasn't going to be f- far behind. I still hold to that, but Hey, if you need Mark Schlebach to be the one to tell you, I understand that completely because who would want to listen to this anyway? Thank you, buddy. See you soon. See ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.